Dan, you make such a good point because I, I refer to everyone as teachers. I refer to our paraprofessional staff as teachers and our related service providers. When I say um, our teachers, I mean all of our staff. We have the best support staff, um, related service providers, speech and occupational therapists. Our behavior analysts are um, just stellar. So really blessed in Pensbury, our guidance counselors. Um, we have teams uh, in buildings that are just, they're 100% committed to our students. And, um, and I feel so lucky to be in Pensbury. I met Regina through um, through emails, and basically, we she's the director of special ed for Pensbury School District. She is an incredible woman. She loves having a smile, and she is an amazing. She's an amazing person. Yeah. So uh, Regina has, I, I would say, uh, risen the ranks uh, as an educator, and just as a passion for students and, and education, and now is a special needs director at Pensbury. And you've spoken at a few Pensbury schools. I did, right? And that's thanks to who? Regina. Yeah. And yeah. and their school board because I emailed all of them. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't hurt to e email everybody. That's very true. That's very true. Someone like me might be uncomfortable doing that, but Ben, not at all. Uh, <laughs> and so Regina has been so amazing, um, and we're just super excited to, to hear her story and chat with her a little bit. So Regina, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. I'm so excited. It has been, um, really life-changing, um, to meet both of you and your family, um, and to really start on a journey with you to, um, bring your message to our entire community and all of our schools in Pensbury. So I really am the lucky one to be working with, with you. Too, too kind, too kind. really appreciate it. It's one of those things I feel like uh, you never think about, at least maybe I don't, maybe some people do, but I don't think about the impact until you hear it from somebody. Um, and I remember you, in one of our earlier schools, you had told us that... Um, just some of the impact that it had on some of the parents and some of the students. And that was really touching to me. Um, cause I don't think about it until I hear a story like that. Um, and so it's been very fun to start this journey. Oxford Valley was fun too. Yeah, it was. Do you have a favorite Pensbury school band? Oh, Walt Disney was fun. Because oh yeah. Of Walt Disney. <laughs> um, but each one has been a little different. Yeah, each one has been fun. We've um, had fun in each one in different ways, for sure. Bring the energy. Yeah. So, Regina, we always start our show the same way, and it's we ask two basic questions. Yes. And they're just questions that we like for getting to know people. And so I'll let Ben ask his first, and I'll ask mine. What is the, the best way to get to know somebody, Regina, is through the taste buds. What's your favorite restaurant? Oh, my favorite restaurant is a small steakhouse over in Bordentown, New Jersey. It's called Toscano. It okay. is not related with any chain. It is a small steakhouse um, in, in um, Bordentown, New Jersey, and it is amazing. I highly recommend it. Dang, okay. Oh, I love steak. <laughs> we'll have to go. Yeah, we'll have to go sometime. I love it. I love it. 
So my question, uh, maybe a little bit harder, but who knows? It may not be. I think it's really good to ask someone what makes them angry. So what's something that makes you angry? When I witness any type of um, injustice mm. or um, any, you know, any time that I see something where um, maybe someone is not getting what they need or um, someone's not being understood, that that really is difficult for me. Yeah. Mm, I totally agree on that. Yeah, I can understand that for sure. Um, so my first question is when we talked on the phone, you told me you're one of out of 16 siblings. Is that true? That is true, Ben. I, my mom and dad together had 16, um, children and I am the 15th of 16. What? That is wild. I I've learned not to doubt Ben when he pulls out facts because usually he's right. But when he told me that, I was like, "That Ben, you definitely heard her wrong." Like she said six, and and you heard her wrong. And he's like, "No, no, no, she said sixteen. That is crazy." I know. I was blown away. So tell tell us a little bit about that. What was that like? Sure. Well, um, crazy at times. <laughs> yeah. Um, I grew up in the city so um we you know we there were 16 of us um not all at home at once obviously because sure. the older siblings um by the time I was born some of them were getting married yeah um, sure. but it was always fun lots of um family celebrations um until COVID we would all get together so if we were having um any celebration it was typically at my mom's house and you could plan on 80 to 100 people easily. So um, I learned to cook for large groups. Yeah, <laughs> that is crazy. Wow. We we have a, a smaller family, but we've been blessed that they're all kind of in the same area. Huh. And so we, we're used to that kind of family get together. It's so um, much fun. Yeah. And so I think COVID for us is the same way. It was the first time that we really didn't have the kind of family get together. We're like, this is weird. This is a holiday without the family. <laughs> Um, so we can relate to that for sure. Um, and I think the only, it's not even close really. 16 is such a huge number. I have a friend who's one of eight, right? And I used to think that was a lot, but that that's half. <laughs> you, what? You, yeah, the, uh, you never the, told the me. Clappers. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Aaron, uh, Daniel Clapper. Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah, so they had a very similar, similar spread where the youngest, I want to say was maybe eight when I knew them and the oldest had just gotten married. Um, and so, you know, very, very similar, uh, age spread. Um, but wow. Yeah. That, that is amazing. Just the idea of, uh, obviously family has to be important for you. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. and we'll, we'll get into it a little bit more, yeah. uh, later in the show, but I have some questions kind of how, you interact and work with families, um, both, you know, in prior roles and, and in your current roles. Um, but Ben, we start with a, uh, we have another question, right? So what was your first job? So my first job, uh, was when I was 11. Um, and I worked at a daycare center. So, uh, I was babysitting. Oh, okay. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking to our dad about this today and he said 11 as well. So same age there. There you go. Yeah. For us, it wasn't, we weren't until 16, right, Ben? That's when we right. started working. You worked at the garden school. I did. You're right. I also worked at a daycare for a little while. Um, I had oh, a no. friend 
who she owned a couple different like uh, franchises. And I worked at one at a young age. And then when I was home for community college, uh, I went back and she was like, you work with kids, right? I was like, yeah, I worked at camp before. Like I've worked with kids. She's like, do you want to work in my daycare? And I was like, sure. It was like right next to Montgomery County Community College. I remember the one um, story. Mr. Dan, my Krispie. <laughs> yeah. I always came home with fun stories and Ben loved those. Um, but I learned then the high demand for men in those kind of roles. Um, I think I was the only guy that worked there. Um, and so I had a lot of the boys chasing me around the whole time. <laughs> But it They're was probably it was older now. Yeah, I, this is, that was years ago, four years ago at least. So and probably in second, longer than third that. grade, fourth. I don't know. Who even knows at this point? You may speak at a school they're at. Who knows? They might be like, <gasps> Mr. Dan. I remember you. <laughs> that would be pretty crazy. Huh? <laughs> so something that I I wanted to ask you about. I know that when we talked in the past, you had told me that you started teaching, and now you're you know more in a supervisory role. What? Do you prefer one over the other or, you know, are there just benefits to each in different ways? Sure. So I loved teaching. Um, I taught in Pensbury um, for a number of years um, before I became an administrator. I also loved doing early intervention. I was a birth to three early interventionist where I would go into the homes of um, students or children, babies. Um, who needed wow. early intervention. So I loved that. Um, and then I also did uh, early intervention three years old to five years old. I was an administrator. Um, I think both are so rewarding. I think the key difference is as an administrator, um, you're impacting the greater good in a way where you're able to work with the families um, and be able to support the children and staff at the same time, um, and really help to lead change, um, in a positive way. So, um, I think you can do all of that as a teacher. Uh, I loved being in the classroom. Mm -hmm. And so I really feel blessed that I have been able to do both, um, for good periods of time in my career. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's something that I, I was just so interested about yeah. because I have friends that are teachers and I have friends that are in supervisor positions and obviously there's, there's benefits and drawbacks to both. Um, but it's just interesting to, to find out what one person prefers over the other. Um, and you're right. I, I obviously impact is something that teachers have, right? Cause you yeah, have, I had a teacher named Mr. Fink who impact my wife. Yeah. Don't be a fool. Use a tool. <laughs> As one of Mr. Fink's adages that Ben says very often. I say um, it in my presentation a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You do. It's stuck in my brain. I can't get it out. But without supervisors, right? We he wasn't have, a supervisor, Mr. Fink. I know. But without supervisors on a district level, right? We, yeah. we wouldn't be able to really go into school. Yeah. Yeah. And then you wouldn't have the ability to maybe have greater oversight and greater change. Um, but I think... And, you know, this is my opinion, but I think having the experience of a teacher and then going to a supervisory role really helps um, because you know what the other side of the board is um, as opposed to having, you know, no experience there. Uh, I feel like it would be harder to make choices and decisions um, that affect teachers for sure. I agree with you, Dan. I think um, being able to uh, empathize with the teachers um, I think when you walk the walk and you've done the work, you're able to um, 
it's able to guide the decision making. Um, certainly, everybody's experiences are different, but having having done the work definitely does um, help guide the decision making. Yeah, for sure. That's for sure. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ben, you have a question? I do have a question. Um, what? Oh yeah, work. Okay, so what? So what do you like about work and family? Do you have a lot of free time? <laughs> All right. So do I have a lot of free time? Um, I don't have a ton of free time, but what I, what I like, I'll start with what I like about family. So mm -hmm. I love, love watching my kids do what they love. So mm -hmm. my son, Christopher, um, is he goes to the high school. He's a basketball player and a football player. And I really love watching love him play sports. Um, ben, you met him. You met the basketball. I did. Team. I did. I met the whole team. I'm going to come to a Pensbury uh, football game next year when they play North Penn. I'm going to root for both teams. <laughs> there you go. There I you have go. to. Coach, sorry, Coach Beck. I don't want to get him angry. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. And um, I do that a lot in, in the evenings and, and when they're playing. Um, and then my daughter um, is an avid horse rider. So wow. she races Western. She rides New Jersey high school rodeo. Wow. I'm so wow. proud of her. She's worked so hard to be where she is. And so, um, you know, when I get a chance, I either go spend time with our horse, um, or go with her. And I just really enjoy, um, I enjoy all of that. I, I enjoy spending time on the weekends. Um, you know, going out to dinner as a family, spending time with my husband and the kids. So that's really what I enjoy about, about family. That's cool. I love it. I love it. Uh, obviously free time is, is, can be a hard thing to find, uh, for sure. Um, and so it's, it's telling what you enjoy doing in your free time. Um, obviously, as we said before, family is an important thing. Um, and I, th I think personally, uh, when you have a family of your own, it makes uh, teaching and impacting students a bit easier because that same kind of empathy comes in because you have your own kids and they have their own experiences. And so um, you can really relate to the, the students a bit better. Um, we have quite a few people sending uh, highs. They're excited um, for the show. We really appreciate all the fans. Thank you for, Hi, for fans. watching. Uh, it means a lot to everybody that uh, you're watching the show. So... What? I was going to say, how's it like being a mom? That's my other question. Yeah, sure. Sure. So, you know, I can tell you from my, you know, my experience so far being a mom um, has been a journey um, and a learning experience, you know, the whole way. I think every mom, um, every parent has an idea of how they think um, things are going to be and are supposed to be. So it certainly requires, like you say, Ben, a flexible mind and flexible thinking mm. um, and just trusting the process. I love um, that. It has been really rewarding. Um, I've watched my, I think, I think every parent's um, goal is to avoid their child having to go through any difficulties or, mm. or heartache. And that's not possible. We watch our, our children go on journeys and overcome obstacles. And it's been, um, it has definitely been a learning experience. Um, I have had the joys of watching my kiddos through their successes and supporting them 
um, through difficult times, when there were difficult times for them, as they are for everyone. Um, and what I love about being a mom, honestly, is, you know, the different the different joys that my kids share with me. I, I enjoy helping them problem solve, sometimes just listening and being okay to not have the answer all the time. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I love being a mom. Love I love it. Mom. I love it. We um, had one person that we call Momager. Yeah, yeah. I, our very first guest um, talked about how her mom was her manager. And so the nickname was Momager. Um, <laughs> and so it's uh, that's stuck with Ben. And, uh, it's a, we love it. Something that, that resonated with me, and, and I, I'm sure my mom's going to kick me later because she's not a huge fan when I talk about her on the show, but... Um, I had a conversation with her one time about that same kind of desire to uh, prevent me from experiencing something she'd already experienced. And um, I'm a uh, experiential learner. So I learn the best when something happens and then I contemplate the thing that happened. Um, and so somebody can tell me, you know, every day of the week, uh, what might happen or what their experience was. And usually until I experience it, I don't end up learning the lesson. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, that that's caused a, a number of, of painful con like conversations and heartbreak, whatever it may mm -hmm. be. Um, and my mom desired to keep me from all of that. Um, so she's very empathetic and, and I think would relate to that same sentiment. Um, we had, we had a long conversation where I basically told her, I was like, mom, you gotta let me fail. Like I just have to, cause that's, that's how I learn. Um, and obviously, right. It's, it's with, um, a fair amount of, um, how do I say appropriate context? Right. So like, obviously don't let me do crazy things. <laughs> um, but if it's something that, uh, isn't harmful in long-term effect, let me have a little pain cause it helps me learn. Um, I don't think everybody's that way necessarily, but for me, I am for sure. Can I just piggyback on what you said about that? Sure. You know, I agree on you yeah. about that because sometimes we all fail. Yeah. And you know what? Um, I've learned this today. Like if I want to fail, I want to get back up, be like Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. It's important to get back up. Um, it's easy to fail and then feel like a failure because you failed. But the only way you can be a failure is if you stop trying. That's what I think. At least. No. And I want to keep pushing April 2nd for World Autism Day. Yeah. That's, that's the current goal right now. That's right? my current goal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I just had to share that. I resonated pretty strongly with that, that empathetic, uh, the mother side of that for sure. Yeah. I, um, Ben, I think you make such a good point about it's what you do with the failure. If there is failure and getting back up and doing it again, I too am really excited for world autism day. Um, I'm so excited. And every time I talk to you and I hear how excited you are, um, it makes me more excited. So I'm glad that you brought that up too. I love it. I love it. Yeah. April 2, we're brew. Um, my April 2, we're brew. Do you, do you want to tell them about the exciting news? I guess I can. <laughs> um, we, we have a billboard. Yeah. We have a billboard. Yeah. So Ben, uh, as soon as we started the company, Ben said, can we get a billboard? <laughs> and I said, Ben, that's going to be a little ways down the line. You know, those are expensive. Um, 
And then, you know, a month or two later, Ben comes into my room and he says, Dan, I got us a billboard. I, I Chickies and Pete's. I went to the grand <laughs> opening. And I said, uh, Ben, with whose money did you get us a billboard? <laughs> and uh, he told me, he said, no, I, I got it for free. And once again, you know, I'm, I'm doubting Ben and his back. <laughs> but uh, but what, what happened, Ben? What was the outcome? They sent us an email. You're like, oh. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, no. And we had to do a Zoom call, right? Yep. And then they said, yeah, we'll pay for it for free. Yeah. So uh, basically, uh, Keystone... Um, advertising. Advertising. Thank you. They, you know, when an uh, electronic billboard has an open space, usually it says, like, put your advertisement here. Um, they said that any billboards they have that have that open spot, they want to run a billboard of Ben with, you know, wear blue for April 2. Um, yeah. And so I, I put together a billboard um, and they just sent us an email yesterday that they just started running them. Um, and so Ben is very excited. Yesterday it was like 7 p.m. And he's like, oh, we got to go. I got to go see it. And I was like, you got to wait, Ben. You got to wait. <laughs> I'll probably go tomorrow. Yeah. There's one on Vine Street, I think. And there's one on 309, right? Yeah, I'm probably going to go to the one after work tomorrow on 309. I'm yeah. going to go take some selfies. We can probably post maybe on Ben's Facebook page where they're at. But I'm sure you'll see some pictures of, of Ben with a billboard. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Wow, that's amazing, Ben. And, Way to fight for your goals. Yeah. And Regina, you want another goal of mine is? What, Ben? To get the what whole is- NFL, 32 teams <laughs> to wear Bruin, and the commissioner of the week to wear Bruin April 2nd. Yeah, you that never know. That would be know. amazing. You never know. Um, and so once again, you know, it's one of those things that I, I do my best to not doubt Ben <laughs> because he's always pulling something else out of the, the magic, magic hat. hat. <laughs> Spend magic. That's what I call it. Okay. There okay. you go. Focus. Uh, so, Regina, I have a question that's like it's been – burning on my soul since you filled out our little questionnaire thing mm-hmm. you wrote one of your interests is presuming competence and i i i like i think i know where you're coming from but i would just would love to hear hear your your thoughts on that sure um back when i was a teacher there was a very influential mentor um who came in my classroom very early on when i was young um, I was struggling because I was working in a classroom with students with really complex uh, behavioral and emotional needs. And she really guided me in um, understanding the work of Dr. Cheryl Jorgensen r- mm. around um, presuming competence. Yeah. Um, and really assuming from the get go that anybody is really capable of anything. Mm. Um, it might look different. Um, you know, they're, you know, the way that, um, they, you know, the way that they show what they know or what they can do. Um, but to really be open and just presume that everyone is competent. And when you come from that lens Mm. of presuming that competence, um, you know, there's such a greater benefit to all of the students. And, you know, even in my position um, with staff, with families, just presuming that um, people are competent um, to be able, you know, to do really anything and really talking about what supports are needed um, to be able to do that. And I try and come from that lens, even with my children at home, yeah. Um, I let my kids really try 
everything, any sport they wanted. Yeah. I was, I failed at that with cheerleading with my daughter. I will be honest. <laughs> She'll tell you that. Um, she probably tried every, everything else she ever wanted to try. Um, you know, we weren't horse people. We didn't have horses, but yeah. you know, she wanted to try horseback riding at four. Had I not presumed that confidence that she might be able to do well with that. Mm. Um, who knows if she'd be riding today. So, um, similarly with students that I work with, um, and have worked with in the past, I always try and remind myself and others who I talk to. And sometimes I'll admire people who you can see presume confidence. Yeah. Um, they just know that someone can do it. Um, but and so, you know, that's really where that has come from and led to. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, that's really interesting. Confidence, competence. Yeah. There you go, man. Oh, good. Good. I pronounced it right. <laughs> um, you know, you can achieve anything if you put your mind to it. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what you were going to no, say. No, I, I think, I think you're right, Ben. I think, I think sometimes that the outward, uh, yeah. outward actions from other people have more influence on us than I think we are aware of. Yeah. Um, and I think when people say, I'm not sure you can do that, that has just as much effect as someone saying, I think you can do that. Like mom, for, um, I don't know, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, you know, for Ben, Sorry, sometimes mom. it's a, it's a, a chance to, to spur him forward sometimes when he's doubted, I think. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I really do think that when you come to a situation um, and, and presume competence, it can change the outcome of the other person in ways they didn't expect. Because um, I feel like we, at least in my experience, we, we live in a world where it's much easier to be negative than yeah. it is to be positive. Um, and I feel like negativity breeds more negativity. Um yeah. And positivity breeds more positivity. And that's what our company value is. Be the one. Yeah, right. Because we, we've seen the power that one kind person can have. Yeah. Um, and so we we are very strong believers in, in being kind in any way you can. And so when you wrote uh, Presuming Competence, I was just very intrigued because I thought um, it was a very, it's a, in my opinion, a very great way to, to live. Um, is presumed competence from other people for sure. So, Regina, I heard you have a friend of mine in common. We, you're friends with Megan McGee. Yes, Megan is a good friend of mine. I just was actually with Megan recently at a conference. Um, how do you know her, Ben? Uh, she works at North Penn. Yes, she does. How did you meet her? Um, I met her through uh, through North Penn because I we. I were, she was on my last. She was on my show last year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So she is a. She's a great person. Yeah. Um. So she said, "Don't steal my Ben." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I know. Love it. That's amazing. Um. What does she do now? She's a director of special ed for North Penn. Oh. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So did she. Did we talk to her the other day? Yeah, we did. Okay. That's what I thought. I was gonna say the name sounds very familiar for me. Ben is so much better with remembering people. Um, it's amazing. I, I'm actually pretty good with names. Um, but when it comes to like the amount of people Ben has introduced me to in the past six months alone, <laughs> it's been a challenge, oh, but that's cool. A mutual connection. I love it. Um, so something Regina that you, I'm not sure if you do now, actually, I, I am sure you do now cause you've talked about it before. Um, but 
when it comes to IEPs for students, um, we just kind of wanted to open the floor a little bit for you to talk about that because I feel like at this point, maybe it's people are aware of it, but um, we have a lot of parents, people with special needs that watch the show. And so we wanted to, to leave some time for that for sure. Sure, definitely. Um, so in general, all students who qualify for special education are entitled to an IEP or an individual education plan. And those plans are, um, you know, they're team plans. So parents are such an important part of that process. Mm. Parents are the expert of their children. And so when teams get together, oftentimes there could be a draft um, that's put together. Um, but that process is, um, it, it, it's a process, right? So it's something that is done with team members who have a vested interest in a child's education and programming. Mm -hmm. And, you know, oftentimes one of my greatest joys is to sit in those meetings and have really thoughtful conversations. Yeah. Like, let's unpack this a little more. Let's dig a little deeper. What do we really think we're seeing here? And really problem solving as a team, what supports and services, um, you know, are best for a student. And do we need more information? Do we really need to kind of dig deeper in a way um, to problem solve, continually um, improving a child's programming. So um, I attend a lot of IEP meetings. Um, I attend several, uh, just today alone, I was in three IEP meetings. Yeah, wow. Um, and, you know, my goal always is um, to be able to help the parent understand and maybe help teams take a different look at things sure. um, and kind of just ask those inquisitive questions and kind of dig deeper just to, you know, to make sure that we're really exploring all options. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. As, as both of us have had IEPs, right? Ben? Yeah. I remember my first IEP meeting was mm -hmm. 14. Yeah. And I remember turning the pages. <laughs> yeah. Were you confused? <laughs> It was fun. Yeah. I remember dressing up in a suit and tie. Oh, that's probably what you liked about it then. <laughs> Everybody's like, why are you wearing a suit and tie today? I said, I have an IEP meeting. Like, What's an IEP? And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, it's, a, it's an individual plan. Yeah. But once I got through high school, it, it was more easier to understand. Yeah. And I did advocate a few times about different stuff I really wanted. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely times that in your meetings you advocated for yourself, which was huge. But I, you know, at a younger age, Ben would take any excuse to dress up. Um, and so I'm sure he loved those for that reason. Uh, and then I have dyslexia, so I also have an IEP. Um, and mine wasn't um, super intense, but it was a lot of, um, you know, I, specific classrooms for testing, um, you know, vocab. I was fortunately never graded on spelling, which is a huge blessing. Um, so like, obviously, you know, if I had a paper that I could take home and do spell checking on, then that kind of stuff was graded. But if we had like spelling tests in class, that kind of stuff wasn't graded for me, which is huge because, I would have spent hours trying to study spelling and I would have not been able to do any of my other schoolwork. <laughs> um, even now, that is my biggest weakness, spelling. But we're fortunately in a technological age where phones help with that. <laughs> my biggest weakness is the reading and spelling. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely a challenge, I think, right? Yeah. 
But you're you're a pretty good reader, right? Yeah. I didn't know how to read in third and fourth grade. Yeah, but you can now. It's interesting, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I hear you with your phone though. You you always do what with your phone? Hey Siri. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's using his tools, right? Or I could say Alexa, tell me a joke, but it but but I hope it doesn't. It might. Oh phew. we're safe. We're safe. We have one in the, around the corner, so it may have chimed in there. Um <laughs> so Ben, you have another question about IEP meetings, right? I do, I do. So for an IEP how do you decide if the kid wants, if if the parent decides, oh, I really don't want to take my child to ESY, or I do want to take my child to ESY? How do you decide that? Like if they say, I really don't want to take my child, I'd rather take them to work um, instead. So what is your thought process going through your brain? Yeah. Sure, definitely. You know, the IEP is the is the school district's offer of services. So what's really important is that whatever we feel that a child needs, that it's in that IEP. And ultimately, in the end, it's a parent's decision whether to um, agree with or not agree with those Mm. services. And so at the end of every process, there is an opportunity for a parent to agree or disagree. Um, Now, ESY, extended school year in the summer for students who have IEPs, is not mandatory. So they can decide whether to send their child to extended school year or not. And really that recommendation, that stays the same in the IEP. Um, But that certainly is up to parents for extended school year. Um, During the school year, um, the IEP recommends services. um, And so oftentimes if a parent decides that they're concerned about something, we come back together as a team. And really sure. try to work as a team to come come together with a plan that works, um, that serves the child to the extent that they need to be served. And we try and really work with parents to to reach a level of comfort. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely uh, amazing. And it's important, obviously, that, like you said, the the parents have the, the right of way there to choose. Um because I mean, you said the parents usually know the kid the best, um, and they have the most experience with the kids. Um, and so I've got uh, it's a, sl- a slight switch of topic, but something I like to ask all of our guests, um, something that I struggle with in different ways than Ben does, um, but I think we both struggle with it is staying focused. Ooh, yes. When uh, it's a part of a job that we don't like. Um, so how do you manage, um, working through parts of your job that maybe you're not a fan of? Sure. Um, I think that, um, you know, I don't think any, well, maybe people do, but I think a a difficult part of a job is just the intensive amount of paperwork sometimes that comes along with the job. Sure. Um, and so, you know, I just always remind myself that every facet of the job that I do is, uh, the purpose is to benefit children and families, Mm. um, to help make their journey easier. And so if that entails having to do things that are difficult or sometimes not as desirable, I just, I oftentimes will remind myself like this is if you want to make people's journeys easier families and children Mm. um you know you need to do all facets of the job so i remind myself a lot about that um because it is a difficult job it really is i mean as many jobs are but it is a difficult job 
Yeah. Yeah. And in that same vein, uh, it's something that I, I'm, I'm sure you experience. Um, but how, how do you manage the, uh, parent side in the sense of, I'm sure you've experienced, um, maybe parents that, um, are too intense or parents that aren't intense enough. Um, so how do you manage like your own experience as a parent? And then does that ever come into play where, um, obviously you have to stay professional. Um, but maybe you're tempted to say like, Oh, this is a great way to help your kid. Like, do you ever, how do you manage that and work through that? I always relate to parents as a parent. Um, and you know, I don't know if that's like the best professionally, but, um, I am a parent and their parents and, you know, parents want to be listened to and, um, validated because, We see children for, uh, you know, a period of time outside of their homes, right, in school. And I think parents' perspectives are so important. Um, Oftentimes, I try and reach out to parents outside of IEP meetings um, just to have a conversation to introduce myself, um, maybe prior to me joining a meeting, um, just so that they can get to know that I'm just here to help. Oftentimes, I'll introduce myself like, I'm just here to help. I'm a parent too. I have yeah. kids. Um, I'm, I'm just here to help. Um, and I think it's important that parents understand that I want to, um, I want to support them and I want to, you know, join them in getting the best services in place for their child. I truly do. I always say the moment that I'm not, that's not my goal is the moment I probably shouldn't be doing this any longer. Mm. Um, yeah, so wow. I always relate to them as a parent. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to I was going to say um, that's really cool when you introduce when you introduce yourself to the parents and stuff. I like today's day and age. Um, what do you see for Pensbury's future um, for Pensbury? Because I see a lot of inclusive best buddies, different stuff for kids with special needs, including buddies together, yeah. which is really cool. Um, do you see that more of that stuff happening in Pensbury? I do. This year um, we our teams have worked really hard at the middle school level to expand best buddies to the middle school level. So that has been amazing. Um, it was always at the middle school, but it really got strengthened this year. Um, two of our supervisors have worked really hard on that with the help of our other supervisors and, um, our unified track team, um, which is a PIAA sport through special Olympics. Um, we now have unified bocce and we're going to Whoa. the championships. Whoa. Are you playing North Penn? We, I, I don't know if we played North Penn. I know we were up just up in Penridge. Um, and I know that, um, I know that we made it, I believe to the championships. Um, wow. that's exciting. So, yeah. So Unified Bocce was an expansion this year. What I know is that Pensbury School District has so many, so many people that are so committed to our students, Mm. our students in special education, our students in general education, and really maximizing their experience for unique friendships. Um, And, you know, really have a vested interest in making Pensbury the best it can be. Yeah. Um, our new superintendent, Dr. Smith, you'll hear him say that all the time. 
Um, talk about presuming competence. He presumes competence that Pensbury will be the best school district of Bucks County. Wow. Um, and we are we are working steadily toward that. I love that's that. I love amazing. That. Good luck with the bocce team. I hope they. I hope they win the states at Hershey. Yeah. Are they going to Hershey? I think. Are they going to Hershey, Ben? I'm yeah, so that's, I feel like that's that's, that's what they do. States. At. Yeah. Don't forget to get the free chocolate. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, it's it's something actually that um, Oxford Valley, when we were speaking there, um, one of the teachers was talking about the best buddy program at the middle school. Um, and so when we were talking to the fifth graders, we had one of the fifth graders ask fourth, I think it was fourth. Well, it was the fourth grader that asked, yeah. but they asked, um, like how, how they can help, which I thought was awesome. Um, and so then, you know, we had said, well, when you the middle school, there's a best buddy program. And so one way you can really help is, is by making a friend, um, and, and participating in that. Um, cause I, you know, one friend I think can be a huge change, um, Especially, you know, for someone with special needs who who feels maybe not included um, or or not a part of a group of people, um, I know for me, I'm a person that has three great friends, um, and I'd be pretty sad without them. Um, but I don't need you know 600 friends, um, but one or two people who really care about me. That's that's what I'm all about. So hopefully, we can help some kids take that that first step. Um, as they, you know, work their way into the middle school. Yeah, agreed. Um, and then I, I just have a fun memory that connects to bocce, so I have to share it. Uh-oh. Um, when I was living in Japan, um, I went, I did a little, like, tour of the country with a friend who came to visit me. And we were walking in this really nice park that's, like, maintained, and, you know, it's kind of a touristy spot. Um and then down the street, we were waiting at the bus stop and we saw this like kind of more city like park and there was this huge tent set up and all this activity. And we're like, all right, we got to check this out. Right. No so way. We go over there and it's people, I have to say from like 50 to probably 80 and they're all doing a bocce tournament. And so it was like, it was the actual like countrywide bocce tournament and they were like their prefecture's competition. And so, you know, these people had like full gear on, like it was the most serious bocce I've ever seen. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of want to play bocce. now, Dan. I kind of yeah. want to do special fix bocce. Yeah, maybe. You'd that, be pretty good at it, I think, Ben. I, I think I'd be. Do it. Yeah, I'm going to look around and see if there's a league. Yeah, let's check it out. I should have done it in high school, but I don't know why. <laughs> no, uh, actually, North Penn is actually in the States, too. Yeah, for what sport? Do you know? For bocce. For bocce? Wow. So maybe they will play Penn. If they do, How'd I might have... How you find have, that out? Um, they, they, well, I heard on the morning announcements on... Because oh, okay. they said they're practicing today to go to States. And I'm like, oh, so if they wow. play Pensbury... I might have to go. Yeah, you might and, have and cheer to. Cheer for then. both. Go North Penn. Go Pens. Go North. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um. So, with that, um, when you do work for Pensbury, obviously you were at the school that one of the schools that Ben spoke at, and you do IEP meetings. Do you have? schools that you end up visiting or is it like a very set schedule where you have to do a b c d my best days are days that i get to go out um to the classrooms and um be able to visit 
Um, and so if I'm in a building and I'm doing an IEP meeting, I try and visit some classrooms within that building. Um, I think one of the things now that the mandates are beginning to be lifted mm. um, with the pandemic, one of my goals is to continue to get out to the schools more. Uh, I think it's just so um, cathartic, like therapeutic to get out and just, um, you know, that's what I enjoy most. That's why I got into this career Yeah, um, was for kids. So yeah. when, you know, when you talked about um, how do you discipline yourself to do the work that maybe isn't the, the most fun? Mm. Um, it goes the other way. How do you discipline yourself to go and do the things that you really enjoy with the job too? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and make time for that. So um, I do, I do love getting out to the buildings and um, being able to, to stop in and see um, kids. Last week, um, Dr. Gibson, our director of equity, and myself and Miss um, Lacadera, our NTSS coordinator, okay. spent um, from 11 a.m. to the until the end of the day going out and visiting programs wow. out in the different schools, and that was so awesome. Just so awesome to see the our teachers are amazing. Yes, um, yeah, our teachers in Pensbury are the finest teachers they are just amazing yeah so to go out to the classrooms and see our kids who are our kids are just happy um students um, and it was just really it was one of the best days i've had in a long time it was really great that's amazing yeah that is so so amazing i still need to do denny's with dr smith <laughs> yes yes he promised, Ben. We have to do that. I love it. There's a I Denny's in uh, in Ranghorn, yeah. right off of. Uh, I know. Yeah, you could tell that you know Ben's first question being food related. He's a uh, such a big big food guy. Uh, I love it, Ben. That's amazing. You should come, Dad. I should. Come. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. That'd be fun. Have you ever met him? You met him? Yeah, because I was at the school. Remember? Yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, he. I love. I love Doctor Smith. Yeah, I think. I think he's you, a great personal. We took a selfie. Yeah, you did, and I think you impressed him, Ben. I think you did. You did a pretty good job that day. Yeah. Cause you had, that was one of the days that you had, um, like just, you were answering questions left and right. And I was sitting in the back and I was like blown away myself. I was like, how, how are you answering some of these questions, Ben? I don't even know the answer to these questions. <laughs> I just, we need more energy. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Energy. You're right. Um, but I, I have to agree with you about the, the Pensbury teachers. We have uh, experienced nothing but the best teachers, the best staff, um, and I think twice we've gone to Pensbury schools and there's been some kind of crazy thing that's gone on and the principal still made time for us. <laughs> so wow. just like amazing, amazing staff. Um, so we're really appreciative. And, and you know what about Pensbury? I just love the people there mm -hmm. and the kids with special needs are yeah. just incredible. Yeah. Incredible. They have, they have such a gift and a talent. Um, yeah. Um, one of my friends who, um, works at Penrose village, her son actually goes to William Penn. Okay. Oh, goes to Penn Valley, Penn Valley. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, middle school, and he has, he, and he's on the spectrum. Yeah. So I said I would love to come speak there sometime. Yeah, maybe. Um, That's another school. Yeah, obviously, when when Ben comes in and, and talks about autism awareness and inclusion, um, usually one of the the supports staff or um, the teachers that has a passion for special needs comes up and talks to you know whoever's there, speech therapist, for um, example. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, and so it, it's just so clear to see the passion that um, your your teachers and staff have for uh, their students. 
Um, you're in our hearts forever, Regina. Yes, yes, for sure. Thank you. You're in you're in my heart forever. And Dan, you make such a good point because I I refer to everyone as teachers. I refer to our paraprofessional staff as teachers mm. and our related service providers. When I say um, our teachers, I mean all of our staff. We mm. have the best support staff. Um, related service providers, speech yeah. and occupational therapists. Our behavior analysts are um, just stellar. Yeah. Uh, so we are just so um, so really blessed. And Pensbury, our guidance counselors. Um, we have teams uh, in buildings that are just they're one hundred percent committed to our students. And um, yeah. and I feel so lucky to be in Pensbury. Yeah, I love it. I love it. What then? I'm just happy because I love when Regina's happy. It makes me happy. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, I just, I feel like the the energy just bods. Yeah, I don't know why. That's but good. I need to, I need to get to a the board meeting sometime. I, I need to send you guys some autism ribbons. I agree, Ben. I agree um, that I would love to have you. Um, be able to do that. Um, we have some really great stuff planned for Autism Awareness Month in Pensbury. Yeah. A whole month we have planned out. I so um, we are we are really excited. I think April second falls on a Saturday this year, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it does. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so um, but we, yeah. we're going to be lighting it up blue. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's one of the things we like. Uh, I think it was in Oxford Valley. We were telling everybody, and then one of the kids was like, "That's a Saturday." <laughs> we we're like, "Oh yeah, you're right. It is." <laughs> and one of the schools said, "We're gonna wear blue. The whole school's gonna wear blue on April 1st. Uh huh. Yes, that's true. You can always wear it on April first if if it comes around, or the whole month, sure. or the or whole every blue every day. That would be crazy. But the same blue shirt. I could wear different shirts. I've done that for the whole <laughs> month. There you go. I've done that for a whole month. You don't want to wear the same blue shirt. No, every no, day. it'd be poo ticky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would that would not be a good one. Um, I'm just kidding. But I, I love that. I love that. We actually we talked to the principal of the high school, um, and so we're probably gonna do another like open forum type thing in April, um, and then we should be going in May for the high school. Um, and so we're excited about that as well. That um, is very exciting. Yeah. Does Pensbury have baseball? Yes, Pensbury has baseball. There you go. I might have to go to a baseball game. I have to yeah. bring some ribbons. There you go. I have to. I have to remember to bring some ribbons up. So maybe the next couple of weeks, I'll drop some ribbons off for you guys. Yeah. Just tell me how That'd many you awesome, need. Man. Yeah. Yeah. We always uh, end up having quite a few, which is good because we like to hand them out when we can. Um, so it's crazy. We're reaching the last couple of minutes of the show. The hour has flown by. Um, but I like to wrap up the show in the same way. Um, so I'll ask a question and then I usually just leave the last couple of minutes open for, uh, the guest. And it's really just whatever you feel like you want to talk about that you didn't get a chance to talk about. It can, it can be anything, um, so I, I just like to leave that time, but the last question I usually ask is if you could give one piece of advice to your young self, what would that piece of advice be? Um, presume competence of myself. Mm. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, you know, there really is no limit on what you can do. 
um, as Ben has shown us, um, to really just strive to to meet all of your, you know, your dreams. And as you come across hurdles, um, to one, lean in and listen if there is guidance in a way of things that could help you grow. Mm. So people are giving you feedback that can help you grow. It's difficult sometimes to lean in and just really listen. Um, and to use that information um, to, to help you grow. And then um, really to focus on the positive. Um, the work that we do is not easy. Yeah. Um, and so to really um, stay positive, stay focused, um, and um, really remember why we do this work. Yeah. Um, you know, remembering why I got into this. Um, and, um, I've had a lot of students and families, um, of students with special needs, families with special needs. I have my own nephew, um, Jack, mm. um, Jack is a 22 year old adult now wow, yeah. with autism. That's amazing. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was born, um, the year I graduated college. Oh, wow. Um, and we didn't know he had autism, obviously. Oh, wow. And Jack has done very well, um, but he has been a huge motivator mm. um, and really helps me oftentimes, you know, remember why I do this work as yeah. so many families that I've worked with that I stay in touch with. Um, so that's what I would tell my younger self. Yeah, that's amazing. I love it. I'm, I'm about to I cry. Uh, before I give you the floor, I, I we got a great question um, actually from our mom. She wants to know, for your family growing up, did you all eat together? What did that look like? <laughs> so, if you remember the restaurant Ponderosa, yeah. I'm showing my age. Um, Ponderosa donated a table uh, to wow. our family. Now, our kitchen was not that large because sure. um, the house was like a Cape Cod, but it could sit uh, 10 people. Wow. So, if you were late for dinner, uh, you didn't get a seat with the 10 of us. Um, <laughs> so you had to sit in the dining room and um, you needed to wait. And we had something called last man where you didn't take the end of anything until you asked to make sure that everybody got something. Mm, so, okay. um, yeah, you weren't late for dinner because, you know, it's, <laughs> it's not often that there's a lot of extras with seven brothers. In the yeah. House. Right. Mm -hmm. Damn, we should have Regina come over one night for dinner. Yeah, we should. That's a great idea, Ben. I'd I love could that. Cook. Yeah, I could cook. <laughs> we, we have a great macaroni and cheese. Yeah, we do. We do. We got a great recipe. It is um, so good. I love that oh. idea. But that, I just I thought that was a, a great question because I, I've got a a mental image. We talk about all the time how it's me, Ben, and my older brother, so three boys. Um, and the handful that we were for our parents. So I can't imagine seven brothers. <laughs> that has got to be a whole different situation, but I love it. Um, so yeah, with the, with the last couple minutes here, I'll just, I'll leave the floor to you and, and anything that uh, maybe you feel like you didn't get the chance to talk about. Sure. Sure. Um, really how I found my way into special education. I just wanted to touch on that really yeah. quickly. When I was in high school, I wasn't, I was never um, really set on being a teacher per se. Um, I was in 10th grade and needed a job to help me pay for, um, for high school. 
Um, we all went to Catholic high school, but had to pay for Catholic high school. Oh, so wow, we yeah. worked. Um, and so the guidance office at St. Hubert's offered me a job to work with, uh, to babysit for a family. So I started working for a mom who worked weekends. She was a single mom and had four stu- four children. And she worked what wow. they used to call the 24-40 shift. So she was a nurse. She would work 24 hours on the weekend and be compensated for 40 hours. Wow. And her son, um, Jordan, um, when he was about, uh, maybe I started watching him when he was about two. And when he was about three and a half, he started tripping and falling and mm. um, very quickly um, began to struggle um, and had some special needs. Um, and, um, eventually, um, you know, he lived until he was about five, but I was a very integral part of the process of taking care of him. I was only young. I was in high school. Um, and so, um, you know, I knew that I wanted to help students, um, who had, um, special needs. And so Jordan really impacted my life greatly. Um, and led me to wow. where I am today. Um, there are other impacts. My nephew, Jack, as we talked about. Um, my dad, when he retired from the post office, um, he drove a bus and he drove a bus um, for students with special needs. Oh, wow. That's amazing. He had such a passion. And he used to say, I didn't know at the time because I was younger, but he would say, do you want to come uh, on the bus route with me? Back then you could... I guess, bring your kids. And, um, and so, you know, I would get to meet his students. And so that was impactful. And so many people have guided my journey throughout this way. Um, and I'm so grateful to the students and families that I've worked with. Um, and a real quick, um, things come full circle, quick story. When I yeah. did early intervention in the homes of children in 2004, um, I did a lot of that work up in this area in Pensbury. I would go into the homes. And so those children now are in 11th or 12th grade, and I'm still close with those families. And um, I look forward to graduations coming up. And I look forward, some of them I've known since they were babies. I was in their homes from birth to three, and then I taught them at Eleanor Roosevelt. And now I'm, I'm hoping to be honored enough to be possibly on the stage for their graduation. Um, so life That's does amazing. come full circle and all of the children who I've worked with and families have really taught me so much. Um, if anything, I, you know, there's no one who can say that I'm not passionate about the work that I do. Um, and those families definitely, and those children definitely, um, give me that inspiration to do the work. Yeah, that's amazing, and and like we said earlier, that that passion is key, um, and and you can't you cannot fake passion. Um, Agreed. And so it's something that I think is clear to see, um, and whether you intended it or not, it's something that I've seen, um, and has definitely impacted us in a positive way. So I can only imagine the number of families that you have affected positively. Um, so Regina, thank you so much. Thank you for coming on, on tonight. You are a hero. You're my hero, Ben. Thank you. Thank you. I love it so much. It's really, really uh, awesome to have you on the show. Um, go ahead, Ben. Having autism is not a bad thing, and it doesn't characterize who we are. Everybody is unique and special, just like a rainbow. Everybody, 
Let's go be kind this week. Let's go be the one instead of being kind. Let's go be the one this yeah. week. Be the one. Go be kind. One person could change the world. Yeah, I love it. I love it. We have a quick plug for merch. Don't feel like you have to buy anything. Please don't feel like you have to. Um, I threw some designs up for uh, April wearing 2? blue for April 2. Um, so you can check those out on our website uh, if you feel so inclined. Um, and April 2nd, World Autism April 2nd Day. April 2nd is World Autism Day. Um, ben will be all over the place in April. Um, We're going to have fun. I'm sure you'll see a lot of different things for April 2nd. And we have a couple uh, guests coming up soon. We do as well. We've got some guests coming up soon. All that stuff you can find on, uh, on our website. website. So yeah. check that out at benergy1.com. Yeah. Um, and uh, thank you for Regina for coming on. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Pensbury. We love you all. Yes, we do. Thank you, Pensbury. Uh, Regina, thank you again. Um, thank you. And Dan, you're so inspiring. And um, just watching you guys together, um, isn't it just awesome to have each other as brothers in a support system? And yes, please know how much. inspiring you are to all of us. 